Hello, I'm Nicole Clark, speech language pathologist and vice president of compliance education for HealthPro Heritage. You're listening to the Compliance Connection podcast, your connection to information and strategies that will help you, the clinician, keep up with industry guidelines and requirements. The word compliance often comes with some level of anxiety. We're here to ease that anxiety by providing you with information about all aspects of your clinical practice that will help you provide the best possible service to your patients. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to part two of our three-part series on strategic scheduling for home health. It is my pleasure to again welcome in an order of appearance some Health Pro Heritage clinicians who are going to talk about strategies they use in their daily practice. First, you'll hear from Chris Strain, a PT and Rehab Director in the Dallas-Fort Worth, North Texas market, Nikki Dottie, PTA, then Brandon Welsh, OT and Rehab Director for the St. Louis market, and Jennifer Wallace, COTA. In today's episode, they discuss reciprocal communication and how to effectively plan your schedule based on patient needs and documentation timing. They'll also discuss building a relationship between not only the therapist and assistant of the same discipline, but with the full interdisciplinary team and how to resolve lack of communication issues with our peers. As always, if you have any questions or want to troubleshoot any of your agency's scheduling challenges, please reach out to your RVP today. I think the next question posed to us, how do you as evaluators and assistants coordinate both your both your new and existing patients needs throughout the week and how do we establish that communication up front really that's going to fall to the relationship you have with your supervising pt um i blow mine up all the time text call email whatever um so it's really it really falls to you to kind of do that and i try to get in contact with them as soon as I see who is assigned to my patients that I'm going to be taking over and I send them a quick text and be like, Hey, I'm the PTA taking over on patient. So-and-so just let me know if they have anything, you know, that's pressing that I need to know about, or, you know, outside of reading your eval when you're done with it, um, anything that we need to talk about up front. And usually the PTs are really good about the same thing. Like, Hey, this came up during evaluation. It's something that you need to know about something you need, you know, And it could be anything from, you know, the patient's family member wants to be there. So coordinate with this person to schedule your first visit or something like that. So um, I'm always, you know, I touch base with them pretty frequently, at least once a week on, hey, this is something that's going on. And if, you know, if there's no issues or anything, maybe I'm a little more lax on that communication. Um, It maybe it's every couple of weeks or like, hey, we've got this. 30 day coming up in a week or two, just heads up, you know, because a lot of times it's it's easy for those to slip through because they have their schedules. I have my schedule and I'm like, oh, 30 days next week. I need to remind them that that's coming up. So it's it's really just going to be up to you to kind of establish that relationship with your PT. So, yep, absolutely. And I would just say find something that works for you and the clinicians that you work with. Um, people that you see a lot of patients with together. It's it's good to have, as Nicole said, more consistent communication, kind of like a weekly, weekly case conference, so to speak, whether that be via phone call or email. Say, hey, who's, here's the patients we have up for reassessment or discharge this week. How are they doing, et cetera. And then, you know, even the clinicians that you don't work with quite as often or quite as consistently patient-wise, still establishing some sort of level of consist- consistent communication with them as far as what works best for you in that individual. 
Okay, so the next question that we have is how do I as an evaluator, how do you as an assistant, how do you build the relationship that you have with our interdisciplinary team and find the ways to efficiently share information um, in regards to that patient patient care schedules, anything like that with one another? How, how are we sharing all this information? So I think one of the great things, you know, especially about um, Health Pro, especially since I've worked for other home healthcare agencies in the past, is I love that right whenever you pull up your computer, not only do I have access to, you know, physical therapy and who those um, therapists are, but their phone numbers are there. You can find email. So you very easy able to communicate, especially whenever I know if I'm seeing them twice a week, they're seeing them twice a week or if they have limited availability, then I could reach out, you know, by phone, text, email, and kind of say, hey, do you have a set day that you like to see them? If you do, you know, I'll pick two other days, or if you think that they can handle more visits in a day, just another way to kind of communicate and make sure that we're all on the same page. And then also just kind of, you know, updating about visit progress, especially if it's a patient, you know, that's pretty needy and we all need to really be um, communicating and making sure that we're all involved in that care so that the continuity of care is better too for the patient. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know one thing I, I really try to, and, I, and I'm definitely not the best at it sometimes or whatnot, is just trying to figure out a, just a day in the week that I am able to give you a call or something like that. And we just reach out and just say, hey, okay, here are all the patients that I'm sending you for the next week and everything. This is kind of what I was thinking. This is what's going on with them. These are kind of the interventions and everything that I want to work on uh, or see, you know, kind of worked on it. And because th these are these patients goals, this is what the patient wants to work on themselves is what they need to end up trying to do for themselves and everything. So. Uh, my handoff to you, my handoff to Jen and everything is literally that and whatnot. So we're able to kind of talk about, you know, what is going on with the patient, but also what are their the patient's goals themselves? Like what it, what is it that they want to work on or what's the caregiver? You know, what type of education do we need to, you know, we need to ensure it's being provided and everything like that as well. Um, and then I know after I complete an evaluation, I'm typically calling the, the evaluating PT as well, or sometimes the speech or sometimes the nurse and everything and just being like, hey, this is kind of what I saw today. This is kind of what I um, uh, got the whole picture or got, got this type of picture whenever I was uh, doing my evaluation. Um, and these are the kind of things that I feel like, you know, uh, we can focus on for the, on the OT side of stuff. What were you thinking? What were you thinking uh, during your evaluation? What are the types of interventions that you want to provide? So that way, one, we don't duplicate anything. You know, uh, we might both have different reasons for working on bed mobility or some type of transfer or whatnot, but just making sure that we're not both doing and working on the exact same thing for the exact same reason. Um, but just like, you know, these are these patients' goals. Can PT address those a little easier or, uh, more influential than OT can, or is it vice versa? Or, hey, let's take a step back from PT. Let's do a little bit more OT right now, um, just because that's kind of what the, where the need is. So at least that's that's kind of how I know I work my relationships with um, our assistants with you with you, Jen, and and with uh, all of our other uh, team members and everything as well. So I feel very blessed to be able to have a team members that actually like to talk to one another. So that, that part's really <laughs> yes, I think we all have, I think we have a great team. I think everyone communicates actually very well. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I think we have one more. So so the last question would be 
what do you do when you're trying to reach out to one of your interdisciplinary team members and there is no response or lack of a timely response? You know, we understand that we all get busy. At times, we're too busy to respond as timely as maybe we would like. Um, but, you know, we it communications key. So. Depending on communication preferences between clinicians, some people like to talk on the phone. Some people, you know, texting someone's a little bit more efficient or effective. Sometimes emailing someone's a little more efficient or effective. We never know what the exact reason might be for that lag in communication. So we always want to be respectful. Hey, was this clinician really, really busy at that time? Or maybe they had a family issue going on at that time. There could be all sorts of reasons, but I would just say, you know, make an attempt to follow back up uh, respectfully if you don't hear back from them, you know, and, and once you're able to talk to them and, and as you get to know that clinician, find out what works best for them. Say, hey, should we, you know, if I have an issue, do you prefer I call you? Is it better to text you initially? Um, you know, do, do you want me to email you? How, what is your preferred method of communication and kind of establish what works best for, for you so that we can, you know, coordinate and communicate as effectively as possible? Yeah, I mean that, yeah, all of that. Um, the other thing that I always do is if I'm having trouble reaching a certain clinician, say a supervising PT or a co-treating OT or a nurse even that works, because most of the nurses we work with are gonna work for the agency or there might be another contract from, you know, who knows where. So I always look to the home folder to see who's been signing in, who's seeing the patient, um, and then see if they if they've left their phone number. Most of the time, people leave their contact information on the folder, so I'll reach out that way. Um, if I'm not getting a response from those people, then I'll call the agency and say, "Hey, like I'm trying to reach this person." Because a lot of times, <laughs> I've had this happen before where they didn't recognize my phone number, so they weren't answering my calls, and they had something that disabled their text from a strange number. So I've reached out to the agency and been like, hey, I'm trying to reach this OT. Can you pass along my information and have them call me um, or nurse or whatever? Um, so I will reach out that way through the agency. Um, if it's somebody who works for Health Pro Heritage, obviously, then I'll kind of go up my chain of command. Like for me, Chris is my rehab director as well. So I would reach out to him and say, hey, I'm trying to reach this clinician. Do you know, like, how should I reach them? Can you get them in contact with me? Or then if it goes beyond that, then I can reach out to the schedulers or whoever and say, somebody help me. I can't reach who I'm looking for. So, I mean, it's all about like, I mean, I think we've said it a hundred times. Communication is key, but knowing your chain of command helps um, knowing which agency is referring to you. Um, the home folder is a good resource to, to reach out to other clinicians, especially when you get a couple of contract agencies in and then you have agency nursing and, you know, or speech therapy or whoever, you know, there's so many people on the case sometimes. Um, you can also look into the documentation system that you're using and see if you can see other clinicians that are assigned to the case and try to reach out to them that way. So, Thank you for joining us today for part two of our three-part series on strategic scheduling for home health. Stay tuned for our final installment where we hear more from Jennifer and Patrick about some final strategies on maximizing your time. Special guest Patrick Thibodeau, director from our home health Tampa market, will highlight a few apps that will help in coordinating your schedules to minimize your drive and maximize your day. We hope you tune in.